This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level on the Sports Map Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. Just awaiting the PGA Championship. We've got some NBA actions, even some news in the NHL. Everything is happening right now. It is the beginning of this month, of course, being this gigantic center of all sports, except, of course, the NFL convening as far as on action. But today's a big day in the National Football League as well. So big, in fact, that we had to bump up Our NFL insider, John McMullen, as I am frantically searching for my cell phone to make sure that he has responded in time because he doesn't have an iPhone, so he makes it difficult for the world. But we bumped him up to 1140 because opt-out day. You know, you have Black Monday where everybody gets cut for as far as the coaches are concerned. You've got free agency, the tampering, the legal tampering period. Today is a new phrase in professional sports, at least in the National Football League, it is opt-out day. The deadline is 4 o'clock Eastern, and we'll see if there are any more big names that come in that say, nope, after looking at everything, going through everything, just not for me. And then at that point, we start to talk about, well, where that team is and how many futures, bets have been impacted, and so many other things that will come across the conversation, I'm sure, regarding yet another opt-out. But until then, we wait, we see, and we keep moving. Now, speaking of the NHL last night, there was some history in the record books where the Chicago Blackhawks and Corey Crawford himself became the 20th goalie to have at least 50 career postseason wins. Only two other goalies, as Crawford stopped 25 of 28 last night against the Oilers, have more postseason wins right now, Marc-Andre Fleury and Lundqvist. Crawford is now the only goaltender in Blackhawks history to reach the 50-win mark. So you think that this postseason is going to be devoid of any interior storylines? Think again. Pretty cool moment, and I hate to say it because, of course, the last time the Flyers were in the Cup Final, they were beat, of course, by the Blackhawks. But pretty cool moment for Corey Crawford. Pretty cool moment all around, really, for the Blackhawks. As more hockey, more baseball, more basketball and golf, four sports in action. MLS, even everything is in action except the NFL, except we have cut off everything going on right now in the world of sports. Second level, Sports Map Radio. Listening to the Sports Map Radio Network, broadcasting safely with our mask from Boomer Naturals. Order now at boomernaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMap Radio for 20% off. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. 
watching the warm-up right now. And actually, if you're joining us on the channel, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, you can see that. Put a new background up, but at the expense of what we're sharing right now, I think just seeing it right there, the these guys warming up, Tiger right now on the range. And for anybody that's ever played golf at any level, no matter how good you are, how bad you are, inconsistent you are, Watching something today was just, it was truly fascinating because Jason Day is on the range and he has a three wood. He's teeing it up really low as he should. And he, every single time before he hits the ball, he steps back, addresses it, comes up, does the same exact routine, just down to the flinching of a movement. It was ridiculous. And every single time, you know, he's whacking it. But it just shows you how meticulous these guys are. And the women are the same. In fact, a lot of the footwork and weight for them are even better than the the men. It's just these guys have power that they don't yet. So watching it and seeing this routine with Jason Day was pretty cool. Just over and over again. And then he grabs the driver. And addresses it just like he would walk up to the tee. And meanwhile, you've got other guys that are just whacking away, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. But watching that meticulous approach, you know, you always try to pick things up. And it had me thinking, not that this is the first time I've ever thought this in my life, but it did have me thinking that of all the sports where you watch the pros, would golf not be the easiest or one of the easiest to pick things up and then apply to your own game? Knowing, look, you're never going to be LeBron James, okay? And I hate to break it to you, but your kid is not going to be Sidney Crosby, nor are you going to bring out into the world the next Serena Williams. But when you watch all of these different athletes play, if it's a team or individual sport, and boxing and, and MMA and Fighting in the UFC, I think, would be really difficult to transfer over as well because, again, some of these things, as far as just making it in a high school collegiate-type level, amateur-type level, takes a certain type, especially if you're fighting in a combat sport, it takes a certain type of human being. Your son or daughter may not be that human being. But as far as bringing into life a golfer, if you start them young and you can really extract a lot, I think, more from the professional golfer than you can any other sport and then apply it to you. Then actually look at it and say, oh, OK, I saw Jason Day do this 15 times over at the range. I can go to the range and apply that. And that doesn't mean you're going to turn into Jason Day. Now, I guess you could make the argument that you saw Steph Curry shoot certain way or you see how a guy comes off of a screen or how somebody reads the court in order to pass. But I do feel like golf, especially golf, you have this individual standpoint of these guys being so special at the same time, having so much time itself to work and tinker and go back and forth and they have the best coaching and they have the best technology that we all have access to, but they know actually how to use it. And it is something where you can sit and learn. 
I don't know if you can make that argument, for example, as far as a batting stance and approach at a plate. Think about how many, and to be fair, there are different swings, but there are certain fundamentals in golf that no matter how you swing and no matter how you approach a ball, you still need to hold up. You still need to hold those principles up. Whereas in baseball, for example, you can be a hacker, you can be somebody who's pulling, you can be an opposite field where your strength is, you can play into the shift, all these different ways, and then it doesn't even matter as far as when you're starting to look at how to exceptionally hit a baseball because for every four or five different stances you can show me, I can show you five or six more, and there isn't anything nearly universal as far as that's concerned. We see guys throw footballs a little different. There's nothing that you can do when watching Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and say, all right, well, I'm going to do that, and now I can become a collegiate football player. But I wonder, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I think you could learn so much from just watching professional golfers and apply that to your game, and your game get better, noticeably better, than maybe any other sport. And think, we have everything right now on display today. And we await an early NBA game again at 1.30. Hockey, day hockey, daytime hockey right now, because it is somewhat of a postseason feel. Daytime hockey feels awesome. You know that this isn't just the regular season, some random Saturday afternoon game, that you may have to move away from whatever your plans are. But you've got... An elimination game, at least, right, with the Jets. You've got a game that starts at 2.30 in Minnesota between Vancouver and Minnesota. Later game with my Flyers and Caps. That's going to be an amazing hockey game. Those two teams hate each other. The Flyers, and forget where I am, where I work, and who I am as far as anywhere here at all. Just look at this as objective as possible. And I know that I'm asking a lot for people that are listening and following along in Philly. But this is the best game clearly on the schedule by a mile. And these two teams hate each other. There is a true rivalry here. And both teams right now, separated by an OT decision, are trying to improve seating. And I know that it's home ice aside and you don't have any fans like you do in the NBA. But... The NHL, it probably won't because it's not on the right channels and ESPN is going to do everything they can to make sure that they are pumping something like the WNBA, which won't come close to ratings when it's all said and done as the NHL. But it's a shame because I wrote something about this here locally in Philadelphia, and I think it applies across the board really from a national standpoint, which is hockey Notably, every year until the playoffs, when big storylines pop up and there's officiating issues or other things you can point to in the NHL that are drama-related or fueled storylines, usually gets pushed to the way back. And it shouldn't be pushed any further back than the NHL, than the NBA and whatever's happening in the NFL. Baseball doesn't deserve right now with whatever perversion of the sport this is, if you just look at the standings and the seven-inning doubleheaders, and I don't know how many times I'm going to watch a manager pull a guy who's pitching really well through six innings and throw the bullpen in simply because it's a seven-inning game. 
Makes no sense whatsoever. The games are being managed differently. It just it doesn't feel like it's even an attempt to keep the sanctity of the game together. And I'm not even an old school, old uh, baseball shouldn't change type guy. I would welcome a lot of changes. But it all is forced right now. And we know how baseball does when things get forced. We know how baseball does when they don't have any time to plan for things. But yeah, I, I do think that Hockey, and hopefully today as we get closer, and it's another day, but hopefully as we get closer into the actual playoff starting and outside of this round-robin and seeding and playing in mode, saw that with the Rangers on their way home. Bye-bye. We'll say goodbye to the Rangers. Probably the Jets today. Hopefully that you are recognizing and capturing this game being played at such a great level. Look, baseball with the constant concern, John Heyman tweet aside about no positive tests in the last couple of days, baseball still has this fear, both internally and externally, about when the next COVID case is, when will be the next one, when will be the case, the two, the breakout, what have you. Meanwhile, on the other hand, the NBA, rightfully so, is moving on like there's no concerns anymore. The NBA has been moving forward like there really isn't any main concern. And I think to that point, the NHL, you're starting to see the same, if you haven't already, because you've been watching, you're seeing the same thing happen, where that should attract you more as a fan. Who cares about drama and storylines right now? There's none. The only storyline right now going on in sports is either when the next COVID outbreak will be in baseball or when the next tweet that the president sends out will get responded to by LeBron James. I mean, that's it. That's really it. We, has anybody talked about what's at stake right now from a legacy standpoint if LeBron James doesn't win the NBA Finals and what the conversation will be like like every single time before LeBron has been in the Finals? No. Are we talking about at all any team with a legit ad or notch on their belt if they win this World Series and what it would mean for the history of their team. I guarantee you that people aren't even talking about when you look at some of the run production and you look at some of the numbers that haven't really budged with Houston. I'm sure it's being talked locally about in Houston, but I, I, I imagine that the big storylines in baseball right now are what the hell happened to the structure of this game so fast and so quick. And on top of that, well, we're just kind of, counting right now we're just waiting like we had with the cup the mug that broke and that sign about when the next accident will be one day since our last accident major league baseball has this big sign in rob manford's office and every day at the end of the day close of business right before rob manford leaves his office he turns back and he takes that eraser wipes it off and then grabs his piece of chalk and he changes it from seven to eight days now without incident smiles at it says good night to his assistant goes home and then comes in the next day and says all right here we go rolls the sleeves up has to be from eight to nine let's get through another day so i can mark that from eight to nine that's rob manfred's day did anybody have any doubt when that fake tweet came out about the big 10 rule that the covid tests and not going out or anything like that would transfer over into an extra possession. Immediately, I thought of Rob Manfred. Yeah, I got it was a fake tweet meant to troll, but 
that was immediately my thought was, man, that, sound, that sounds like a baseball rule. That does. That sounds like a baseball rule. I saw it twice last night, two times over last night, where a manager in the same doubleheader, two different games, same night against the same team, I saw a pretty good manager, mind you, and Joe Girardi, take two starters out who were pitching really well because the game was almost over. That's going to infuriate me as a fan. And if you're watching this, you'll know that the managers haven't really figured out what to do. And on top of that, this is the problem with a team that's only played four games coming into last night versus a team that's played eight or nine games. You still don't know the difference between five or six games is the difference between going to your bullpen, is the difference between using your closer in back-to-back nights, is the difference between changing your lineup up once or twice to see how a guy plays with some or more protection in front of him. And when you're jamming all of that in, trying to at least, in one or two games, it's going to backfire. Yankees almost beat the Phillies last night in the first of two because the bullpen for the Philadelphia Phillies is so atrocious. But And I know this is happening across baseball as well. Managers are pulling starters way too early, way too early. And that's a major problem. Big day in golf coming up. We're going to bump up John McMullen to 1140 Eastern today because we have big news with the opt-out day. More players could be opting out as of 4 o'clock Eastern. And we're underway. Don't get me wrong. We are underway. Now you can see the range. We've got the range up for you beyond my new pick. Now, real quick. Actually, I tell you what. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll throw some questions out at Ron. And he'll also give us his latest update on how he feels about the change of background for the Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. 800 224 2004 is your phone number at Shander Show on Twitter at Ron Culver, two ends. It's the second level on Sports Map Radio. You're listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. So, I changed it up a little bit because I was ridiculed for basically squatting in a different house and setting up there. You pretty much called me out that it wasn't my house, and that's fine. I don't want people thinking that you know I live in an area that I that has both a grand piano and a library because that's not the, it's one or the other for me. But you've seen now the new one, right? Are you there or? Oh, I, I thought you were offering that up to uh, the listeners. No. Well, yeah, people on Twitch can always weigh in. Twitch.tv yeah, slash Shander Show. I'm not a listener. No, but you, you're you not a listener by choice. Is no, I'm, I'm forced into it. It's like exactly. slave labor. Exactly right. You are not a listener by choice. You have been indentured in your servitude. I'm an indentured here. servant. What, I have about uh, five more years on my seven-year sentence? Well, God willing, this show would be going that long. Yeah, that would be great. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> exactly right. Scotty Scheffler, like we all thought, two under through two, early lead through five. Your thoughts, though, on That was the my early favorite. Yeah, was it? Man, I bet you, you got some great odds for him to lead after one. <laughs> Is this acceptable for you? Does this bring you back to some sort of paradise in Hawaii? 
You know what? I mean, uh, you, did you see? I commented on you. You did. You said island life. You did. That's the. That's what it's all about. Island life. Well, I just you know want to make sure that it's okay for you. I I had this as my background earlier this morning, except it was moving and breezing. So it well, the, like the winds actual... have the winds have subdued now, and so now it's just kind of still and tranquil. Correct. Well, no, actually, in for full disclosure. That was a stock Zoom because I was on a Zoom chat for the TV hits I do are through Zoom. So I used the Zoom stock footage of the island breeze behind me, and it was horrible this morning. I almost got bumped for severe weather because it was that bad. And I was on, and they asked me, where are you? So I lied and said it was my honeymoon. And then my wife, of course, is... Because people watch, and it's the most watched morning news show because it's the local one here in Philadelphia, the earliest. So tons of people watch it. And my wife is like, oh, man, now I'm going to have to be quarantined, and my school's going to write me a letter. Where were you? You were away. You were not supposed to go anywhere. So there's this whole issue that, that opened up. All right, you ready for Tony Jake or Aton, or are you not listening? Hit me. Who can fix almost anything with a roll of duct tape? Tony, Jake, or Aton? MacGyver. Well, who is MacGyver? Uh, I would say, I mean, the obvious choice. I mean, the obvious elimination is Jake. Um, so, I think you're pretty crafty in that sense. Was crafty that- different than handy? Well, I'm okay, or or handy. Sorry, I'm not handy. You, you're not handy. No. So then I'll then I'll have to go with Tony. By default. Th- thanks for thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> Who was hung over the next day after having two beers? Jake. You know, I saw that one and thought in my head, this would just be a door open for you to kick in and bash Jake. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to. I just, you know, wow. I, I know Tony doesn't drink that much either, but Tony, when he does enjoy the drink, he goes uh, a little harder in the paint. He likes to recreate his Carnival Cruises drinks. Okay. You, has- you, I just know it's like you know you're switching off from beer right now because it's summertime and it's a little hot, so you're enjoying the claw. That's true. I am enjoying the claw. I, I actually, gotta, Bud Light Seltzer has taken over now for the claw. Has it? How, is, yeah. that, is that any good? I'm a it's, little, I'm a little hesitant. The lemon lime is the one that I had. I had it on my wedding, and it was just so. I must have pounded a bunch, but at no point did I feel really drunk. I felt refreshed. Right. That's what I like about it. I mean, last yeah. weekend, I, I, I know we're derailing the segment. No, but it's okay. I have, a, I have a great la- one. Last weekend, I threw back a few too many beers. I woke up the uh, next morning. I, I didn't feel great. So then I switched to the claw that night and Sunday. I Look felt so that. much better. I was like, it, I had to. Switching just... to the claw. I love it. Well, I, I do that quite often. But I felt, you know, there's been, I had a couple of nights in a row where I was like, you know, beer is settling. Beer is fine. But I think I just threw, I just had too many. Okay. And it just, you know, you, you know, you get just that, that full feeling. Yep. That's, yep. that's where I was all day Saturday. I just, I was sluggish. No, I, that's why I honestly I haven't drank beer since I started with the claw and then the seltzer. I'm good. I'm yeah. good on the seltzer for the well, rest of my life. It's, it's too hot. Yep, I agree too. Even when it's muggy, it's too hot. Yeah. All right, John McMullen's going to join us in five minutes. Tony Jake or Aton? Who is Ron Culver most similar to? Pro- well, mm, I would say this. It's a hybrid. It would be it would be half Tony, half you. 
All right, so let's take – this is interesting. I'll allow the hybrid answer if you can give me the most – the biggest trait that you share with Tony and the biggest trait you share with me. The Well, the, I mean, the obvious one with Tony is just the, the, uh, the fatherhood, family man um, aspect. You make it sound like you guys are some wholesome dudes that, you know – don't have a little shriek in. Well, no, that's that's the. You, here's you know you okay. You want the perfect analogy? All right. Who am I most like between Tony and Aton? Yes. What you need a picture is me sitting in a chair and I have the angel sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> okay. On the one end I have Tony the white angel, then I have you the red angel. That the red devil, I think. The, is what oh, you the mean. red devil, if you want, but the devil's an angel. That's, At one point, that's how it is. Okay, the 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 red devil angel. There, I mean, I'm not saying you're all bad because you're not. You're a great guy, but the the devious side of you is the devious side that I also have that I don't believe Tony really has. That's fair. I can see that. I can definitely see that. And I'm not saying that you're not a wholesome family man. You you are, and you will be I once have you have to be kids. At this point. Yeah. And but you know, but the kid factor is where you know Tony most aligns with me. My man Cal on Twitch, twitch.tv slash gender show weighing in claws on a nice Saturday elite. I bet you McMullen's a fan of the claw. We'll ask him next. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, we had to move John McMullen up because there's just so much going on once again with the anticipation of today. It's a new day where you have other names of if it's a Black Monday or the legal tampering period. Today marks a new era we think, at least, in the NFL, which is opt-out day. Four o'clock Eastern time, I believe, as we bring in John McMullen at JF McMullen on Twitter. Our NFL insider, Jacob Media, Eagles, Maven, SI, Philly Voice, and beyond. All right, John, today's a big day. Do you anticipate anybody from right now until 4? Is it 4, 4.30, first off, as far as the uh, specific time? 4, four Eastern time. Okay. Um, yeah, things don't yeah. Like I'm sorry. No, I do expect some, but I, I don't think it's going to be a huge wave. I, I mean, just from a uh, a common sense perspective, if you were thinking about opting out, you probably didn't want to show up to the facility and, and expose yourself, uh, and then all of a sudden say I'm opting out. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be a few, and, and who knows, if you see someone – these positive tests, maybe it, it, it jogs your thinking a little bit and you go in that direction, especially if you have family members that are a concern. So I, I do expect to see a few, but I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming wave or anything like that. As far as everybody who has opted out right now, it's just so much back and forth about when the next player will be and if somebody should be. What are the actual details about what a person or what a player goes through now, especially as far as whatever money that they may get for opting out, having to pay back next year in their contract? 
Well, a voluntary opt-out, you have to pay back, essentially. So I, I think there's that term, uh, stipend, and that's been thrown around a lot. But a stipend infers that you're getting the money sort of uh, with no strings attached, and that's not the case. Your contract is going to toll, so it's going to kick back to – uh, 2021, you're going to have, uh, if you have a multi-year deal, uh, you're going to have an extra year, uh, tacked on, obviously. Uh, and essentially that 150,000, uh, is going to be taken out, uh, of next year's, uh, salary or, or however your contract is set up as far as roster bonuses uh, and things of that nature. Uh, the medical opt-out was 350,000. That's, that's different. Uh, haven't been a ton of those though. Um, and they're tough to confirm because people don't, um, uh, the league as a whole has, has taken this standpoint that this is a personal decision and these are personal issues as far as, um, testing positive if you're on the COVID-19 reserve list or if you decide to opt out and the reasons you've decided to opt out. Now, a lot of players will go on social media and say it's because of my, my family, because of a child, Nate Solder, uh, for instance, uh, that others uh, have confirmed. Michael Pierce of Minnesota confirmed uh, he's he's a medical opt out. Uh, he's high risk. There's a guy who weighs 350 pounds and has asthma. So um, it's kind of tough to nail those things down. But the medical opt out isn't as stringent uh, with the money as the voluntary opt out. What about coaches? Why has that been a different scenario outside of maybe the obvious answer, which is their league employees more than the players and have their own union but still serve the league more so than players who are separate? Yeah, I, the union is the biggest aspect. There used to be a head coach's union um, um, and assistant coaches, but, I, I mean, it's not a, a strong – there is no union anymore um, – and you don't have that group uh, fighting for these sort of um, um, issues and, and things of that nature. And, and the NFL has taken the path that that's an individual team decision. So we can, we can be honest about it or we can pretend these things don't exist, but you haven't heard uh, of any um, um, assistant coach opt-out. Certainly a head coach is not going to opt-out. Uh, I can't even imagine that happening. Uh, and yeah, part of it is they don't want you opting out. Teams don't, you know, they, you're an employee. They want you to show up for work. Uh, and it, it's sort of an implicit, uh, contract between those two parties for, and, and it's probably not fair, but uh, that's where it is. John McMullen. I can't. Us. Sorry, John. I will say, Aton, I, I can't say there's not a team out there that won't wouldn't let a coach opt out, um, but it, it'll be that individual team's decision. Yeah, and I imagine that just in the brutal nature of any business, that if your job security isn't 100, you might do something to impact that if you turn around and say, no, I'm sitting out this year, and then it comes up a year or two or maybe even not that long. I am curious, though, Penn State just announced no fans in the stands, and, and I do want to get your thoughts on where the NFL is with that. But before that, just thinking about Penn State itself losing two guys that are expected to be pretty high in the draft, I can't imagine 
but I'll defer to you that anybody expected to go in the first round opting out of a college football season for COVID reasons or other would damage their status heading into the NFL. No, I, I don't think they're going to damage their status. I, you know, I always fall back to that Steve Kahn quote about Hannibal Lecter. I don't know if that so he struck me as, you know, he said if Hannibal Lecter ran ran a four three, uh, we'd say he had an eating disorder. They're going to make excuses for guys who are talented, and guys who are talented are always going to get opportunities. It's the lesser guys. I mean that that's. And that's the problem with the opt-outs as a whole. When we say that union fighting for opt-outs and players in the NFL right now, and here in Philadelphia, I think Marquise Goodwin is the perfect example of this because the Eagles need veteran receivers, and he would have had a real opportunity to not only make this team but contribute this year. Next year, no shot. Yeah. And there's not, there's really nothing you can do about that part of it. So, I, you know, college guys who are – uh, first round picks, as you mentioned, yeah, they're going to have no issues whatsoever. It's the fourth round, fifth round, seventh round picks, and the and the guys on the brink that are going to have an issue. So, what about fans? Where are we standing right now, as far as fans, both individually with teams, and really as far as in any NFL mandate? Yeah, I, again, it's individual teams. I, I I find this kind of funny. I wrote about partially this on phillyvoice.com today is that you know when we were early in this process very early in the nfl thought the calendar was on their side and i think we all thought things would would go a little bit better than they have uh, they kind of made a big deal about competitive equity now that it's clearly not possible they they don't care anymore they're not even pretending so if, if there's a a locality uh, that's not going to allow fans versus uh, one that is. Um, they're not going to consider that a, a competitive disadvantage situation. They're just going to play. And if you're in a part of the country that's not going to allow fans, can't have fans. And you might have to go on the road and play in front of obviously it wouldn't be um, 70,000, but. 15, 20,000 socially distanced fans, and that probably is a bit of a competitive disadvantage, but hey, they're not going to consider it that. John McMullen joining us. All right, so a question for you. We were talking about this yesterday because I, I don't know who brought up the – was it you who brought up the idea to Doug Peterson about quarantining Carson Wentz for the entire season? Uh, that was not me. Was that Zangaro? Uh, who who can we hang that one on? I I, I think it was Zangaro. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> we love Dave, by the way. I, I, so that actually brought up a conversation we had on the show here about how many teams, because that's the obvious answer, is if you had a choice, if the NFL said, okay, you have a quarantine spot, but that spot has to be filled by the same person throughout the entire season, and it has to be made before you know week one. So I, we looked at it and thought, all right, well, 75% of the league most likely would quarantine their quarterback. It would make the most sense to do that. But how many teams do you think, and I'm throwing you on the spot, so I'll talk a little more and give you some time to think about this. Chicago was the first one that came to our mind. But how many teams do you think, <laughs> if given that option, would choose to not quarantine a quarterback and instead their best player either on offense or defense? 
Not many. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that the Bears want their quarterback exposed. Oh, that's probably a bad joke. But well, at no, least but, one but of think them. about it. Either way, like if even if you started Foles, you know that Trubisky is probably better than most backups. He's not a great starter, but he's not terrible to come in in a backup capacity. And then vice versa, right? If you start Trubisky, no, then it's only I, a matter I of think, time. First of all, you have an issue. And again, I feel this is the theme of this conversation. It's going to be up to the individual teams. And you've seen the sure. Saints, for instance, having a a, a sort of bubble of their own. They created that uh, for training camp. And, and those quarantine questions are going to be individual team decisions as well. I think if you do it from a quarterback perspective, it's not going to be your starting quarterback because he's got to prepare. He's got to play. Uh, he's, he's, he's got to get ready during the week. He's got to practice. It's going to be that second or third string quarterback to, where you want to make sure – that you have somebody completely healthy who understands the scheme, can at least run it, uh, and from that perspective. So, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be starting quarterbacks. I, I think it's going to be backups and guys you want to have ready in the worst-case scenario, if they even do it at all. Okay, fair enough. Now, what about on D? Okay, so with that point, it, it, it makes more sense than that. So outside of opt-out day, is there anything that the NFL is going to do? And I don't know what more they could do except ramp up the amount of tests to try, and the operative word here, John, is try to prevent what happened with Matthew Stafford. Because the problem is the longer you wait for a result to come back and then take another test, the longer you may hang on a false result, even if that false result is negative and God forbid you come back and spread something to other people. Yeah, that's a big problem. And that, that is what I wrote about on phillyvoice.com today was the Stafford situation and what a, a mess that is. And I, I think people don't realize how, how many different levels of mess. If you look at Kelly Stafford and, and the fact that people are shaming his family and it was a false positive to begin with, you think about the false positive part of it. Now, it's early August. Who cares, you say, right now? Well, what if that happens on a Saturday before Absolutely. the game and you lose your star quarterback to a false positive? Uh, these, these are big issues. And, you know, the, the, the players' union was fighting for these, these daily tests early in camp, and then it becomes a percentage. If the percentage is low, low enough, the daily tests go away, and it's going to be uh, every other day or a couple times a week. And then you have more of a chance to have something like this happen. So, yeah, it's, it's a mess. And it really comes down to even if you do the daily testing, as you've done with, with Matthew Stafford, for instance, he was negative, negative, false positive, negative, negative, negative. Um, and I know you've talked to a lot of doctors. I've talked to uh, Dr. Andy Miller from the Hospital Special Surgery. Uh, who's an infectious disease specialist there, uh, about these false positives. And it's ugly, hey, Tom. Mm. I, I mean, these things happen, and there's not much you can do about it. And it, it's just another curveball. And why that competitive equity part of this I was talking about, it no longer matters. And it doesn't matter, and this is another thing we've been talking about, why $8 billion. Always so, follow yeah. the money. It's amazing. It really is amazing how the difference between, and, and we have to break, so I appreciate, John, your flexibility and all, but it's amazing how much we'll overlook 
for the NFL that will turn around and destroy for Major League Baseball and any other sport that can't get it right. Because as much as it's about the money, it's also about us being able to watch that damn thing. And you know what? I'm a hypocrite just like everybody else. I, yeah, popularity as well. That's part of it as well. I appreciate it, John. We'll, ch- uh, we'll chat on Monday. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, anytime. You got it. John McMullen. We will wrap the hour next year on SportsMap Radio. Kane is in the building there. <laughs> Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. So apparently, unless I'm missing something, which is very likely right now, there's no way to watch what's going on on the course, yet I would think there are a couple of names that we would want to see playing right now at least. And instead, we just, we, I guess nobody cares or cares enough. You're telling me that Gary Woodland, look, Xander's out there, Jason Day's out there, some pretty big names that are out there right now. Do we truly need to wait? Let's see, Brooks Kepka is out there. Do we truly need to wait for, Tiger Woods teed off 30 minutes ago, and this is not on television? Uh, that seems to be pretty odd. ESPN Plus, I guess, is carrying this first round. Are you kidding me? They're going to squeeze. No wonder why the PGA Tour Live thing. What a ripoff. What a ripoff this golf thing is, man. I'm telling you. You get the range action live from the PGA Championship channel. And then you have to go to ESPN Plus today. Even though the first time around, uh, what, three tournaments ago, when Tiger was back at Memorial, they juiced you up on the NBC one. This is a disgrace. Why can't I just watch this 10 to 4 o'clock today, Eastern? You have to watch this on ESPN+. Plus. I'm out. Hockey time. Basketball time. You lost me. My bets are in. I couldn't care less. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios... Here's Aton Shander. Still enraged right now, and not just because he's my editor by all means, and I'm warming up to him, but a tweet that I saw by Evan Macy at Evan underscore Macy, who is the sports editor of Philly Voice with ESPN and Metro Philly before that, but very good golfer. I happen to know that firsthand does dot 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 anyone want to share their espn plus with me stupid golf not being on stupid tv what the heck this is exactly how we ended the hour i was shocked amazed and saddened to find that the only place you can watch the first round of tiger woods playing in a major look i don't care if the guy finishes 15 over and doesn't make the cut by Saturday morning. The return of Tiger to a major is a big enough story alone 
to have this on television right now. At the very least, put it on a live stream somewhere where maybe, just maybe, if the Golf Channel doesn't want to air this major event because the British something is going on right now. It's not the British Open, but a, a British championship is going on right now instead. At least give us the opportunity to live stream this. I can't believe that this isn't on television, not just for us. This is not just me, man of the people here, speaking up for you without a voice. This is for the morons that have been complaining, the penguin suits who have been complaining now for the past couple of months about ad revenue dropping and the inability and layoffs and furloughs at ESPN and NBC Sports and all these other networks on television that have had to cut back because of no sports. Guess what? You can make back ad revenue. This is maddening right now. Out of principle, I refuse to pay the five bucks. Oh, here comes pushing the odds. It's $5, boys. If you want it that bad, skip the morning coffee and buy it. Just share the password, Peralt. How about that? It's 5 bucks. It's like a Netflix password. That went around faster than you know what. Come on. Share the password. Buck up. You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Ah, uh, look at that. Evan Macy has come through and has shared the buff stream. Take that, Peralt, and all you 599ers out there. All you ESPN plusers. I mean, can you imagine? I am shocked that of all people, we are getting blowback from Matt Peralt and pushing the odds, the account, who I assume is running that account. Now, who else would, would it be, Jose? Who else would be running the pushing the odds account, which you hear 1 to 4 Eastern across all Sports Map radio platforms following this program Monday through Friday. And we love Matt Peralt, of course, at Sports Talk Matt. But who else would be running that account? Like, there's no, no show one. account here because I can't, you know, I, I know I can barely get Ron to respond to what I'm saying mid show, let alone run a show account. And he's got two other shows to care about, one in which his name is actually on the title. So, and I barely I can't take care that. of that one. <laughs> so uh, that's no, a fair point. I mean, uh, Tony's probably, li- yeah, yeah. T- what are you yeah, talking t- about? T- Tony has set up a lot of that stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. Uh, no, but I, I think Peralt, that's Peralt's baby. Okay, that, that's what I figured. He's, he's a hands-on guy, which I love about him. But, you know, the thing about Matt, which I also love and respect about, is just thinking about where we are big picture. People are dealing with the virus still and the economic constraints that have come down from this, and we're still not open by any means as a country. And here comes ESPN trying to squeeze out an extra $5 from everybody, knowing that this is something in demand right here. This is a price gouge right now. This is raising up or at least charging us something for a product that you know people out there will pay for just because. Because it's Tiger and because they want to see it and everything along those lines. Uh-uh. Sorry. And thanks to Evan Macy because we're going to rock out this buff stream now here 
and people can watch along with us on Twitch until Twitch bounces us. So, I mean, I know it's being shown on ESPN Plus, but is it an extra $5 on top of what you're paying for ESPN Plus? No, it's just 5 bucks for ESPN Plus. Yeah. That's quality content on there, man. No, I don't need it. That's the thing. Now you do. There's nothing that I've missed so far from ESPN+. Plus. Now I can't even get into it because it keeps redirecting me to Bovada ads. Oh, my goodness. This is a mess. This is a nightmare. <laughs> I got the right stream from Macy on Twitter because clearly he's watching it. But now when I go to click on it, oh, here we go. Okay, we have it now. We have it up here on the Twitch channel so you can watch twitch.tv slash show until, of course, Twitch takes it down. I'm sure that's going to happen soon, right? I, well, YouTube maybe, is definitely taking this thing YouTube down. will take it down. <laughs> they usually respond a lot faster. Uh, Twitch. That, that's true. Maybe Twitch will just find you. Yeah, you're right. I probably get an email or something from Twitch like, hey, man, chill out. You can't do that. Right. Just just chill out. Look, this is what happens. When you do see, this is the problem now is by it's like prohibition. It's like creating some ridiculous law and driving some making something illegal and then driving something people to that product. So all in all, what ESPN plus and ESPN and Disney have done here is they've gouged people by charging them five dollars simply to watch the first round of Tiger Woods in a major. I mean, the fact that we're even talking about that as a reality right now is a shame. It is a true shame. And then beyond that, what we're seeing, of course, is what I really think is interesting here. People now rushing to these illegal streams. Now, is this an illegal stream or is this legal? I can't imagine that this is legal, right? I can't imagine it being legal. At all. Not, you know, I mean, this is something that if you keep announcing it and keep telling people about it, I'm certain Disney's going to come knocking on your door. Well, apparently this is a free, no paywall stream. Does that mean that it's legal or illegal? Well, if it's free, no. And Tiger right now is on my Twitch. So, so I'm watching Tiger in a gator. Uh, hopefully it's a Boomer Naturals gator, mind you. That's something that we should talk to Suzanne from Boomer Naturals about before we close the show is how we can get athletes now wearing these things. It's so one thing with us and talking about them and maintaining how great of a product it is, and you'll hear more about that before we close with Suzanne from Boomer Naturals. But, you know, that, nan that silver nanotechnology would do wonders for a guy like Tiger Woods who prefers clearly the gator. He's not wearing the gator simply because it's cold outside. I doubt it. But this is what happens when you gouge in a situation like this. Normally, I get it. You know, people will find the stream and that's fine. But I would bet that in this case, with this climate, it's one thing when you have a major fight. UFC, a huge card on Fight Island, should be a pay-per-view event. That's how the sport makes its money through the TV and the pay-per-view events, especially with no fans there. The PGA and, more importantly, these networks – both the golf, which is owned by NBC, and ESPN, which is owned by Disney, can't sit there and complain. It's like the owners in baseball. You can't sit there and complain about all this money that you're losing and revenue that you're losing. I saw Live Nation lost like 98% down revenue from last year. 
can't sit there and complain about all of this revenue that's lost when you're missing out on a major opportunity for advertisement. And I guarantee you that you'll be able to charge probably even more because you don't have to recoup anything back for this paid service if you were to simply just put it out there. Instead, you have people that are going to miss out on everything by rushing, and I mean the $5. So now what you have is people end-arounding the $5 in order to just watch this thing because it's in such high demand. But could you imagine the NBA coming out and doing this? The NHL coming out and doing this? Well, you can't watch the first round or the first half. It's like one of those pay TVs that used to exist in the airport. I know it's been a long time. You probably don't even remember what an airport looks like. But it's like one of those old pay. Do you remember those, Ron? You're probably old enough to remember those. Since Thanks, I think you man. The same age. Well, of course, you know, but you want to know something. Okay, real quick. The only place I ever saw them were in airports in New York. I don't really. Well, I guess I remember seeing them in San Francisco. I don't remember seeing them in L.A. Okay, but you remember them. But I remember, bus yeah, stations. Just, they were in bus stations yeah, I mean, it and looks, train stations it, every now and again. It would be like an Amtrak, not like a local rail. Well, it looked like a old style desk. Like yes. you kind of just slide in, and you just dropped quarters in, and absolutely. you got to watch TV. Yeah, absolutely. And you were it's, given three channels, maybe. <laughs> and you still here's the thing. You're right, and you still had to rely on the general tuner that was at like the top of the building. So it's right. not like you had your individual tuner where you can move around a little bit, you know, the it wasn't rabbit cable. It no, it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't like jacked in cable. It was remember these yeah. are TVs that were connected. Like you, you had rabbit ears that were right. con- you had rabbit ears that you can uh, finagle that had to connect to the antenna that was on top of the building. On top of the building, right. Meanwhile being uh, probably scrambled by all the tower talk. Oh my goodness! Going I can't on, even all the imagine. radio right. waves going on there. I'm, I'm surprised we made it out alive. Seriously, there the fact that we so even got much, to watch something must have been so much radiation. I'm certain that we were glowing back then. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You walk out of that thing and you're a different color. You're green. But yeah, that was the thing. You used to pop the quarters in there to tell you, you know, insert it. Please insert another. It's like a phone call. Please insert another quarter to keep this thing going. It was essentially that the paid television. Can you imagine if the NBA, the NHL, tried to do this in the middle of what we're dealing with here? And it's only $5, boys. I go back and refer to the pushing the odds tweet calling us out here. But that's the point. <laughs> Which is so awesome, by the way. I mean, it's too awesome on two fronts. One, you know, they're listening. Right. So, that's, so at least you know you got a listener uh, with you. And, and uh, then on the second part is, is you know, yeah, he called you out. It's only five bucks. Skip the cup of coffee. Which, by the way, where are you getting your coffee from? Home. Yeah, it doesn't cost five bucks, right? No, I get one of those big boxes sent to me with Amazon that's like, you know, 45 cups, K-cups for like 20 bucks, you know? Because I buy them in bulk. So that's that's where I get my coffee. I'm not running down to the Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks or wherever every day. I'm, I'm not loading up on Tim Horton's coffee and donuts every day. Now, I'm sure that there are expenses. See, don't tell me how to spend my money, Peralt, all right? I'm not telling you or anybody else. I'm sure that if I looked at my budget, I could save it. But it's the principle of it, and it's not the principle of paying it. It's the principle of charging it. That's where the focus should be on. Charging people right now, still in the middle, we think or hope, maybe starting to climb out of a pandemic, 
And it's not me. It's not me, radio, TV, writer guy that does 50 jobs to put together one. It's anybody and everybody out there. Just that $5 could be the difference. And again, the principle of charging someone to see this during a time in which sports coming back should be part of the healing process, not the charging process. Now, speaking of which, just to update you on where we are across the board, we'll hit fake news coming up in five minutes with Ron Culver. Tiger Woods one under. Scotty Scheffler still right now in the lead. Now I have to update everything because, as you know, these things take a little bit. Not having what we have with the PGA on television, and we are running it right now for you out there on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. So if you do want to see what's going on alongside my grill, then unfortunately they're they're not mutually exclusive. So if you're going to follow on Twitch, we love the fact that you're following and watching, but you are also going to have to see me as well. Now Xander and Daniel Berger and Jason Day, Tiger still was one under as well. A lot of guys are one under. Scotty Scheffler is the only guy. Well, no, actually, I take that back. DJ and Bud Cauley have moved into a three-way tie. It's really early. Nobody's even made the turn yet. So we still have a lot of guys to still come out and play. But as we speak right now, like John Rahm is a 158 Eastern tee time. Webb Simpson, who I faded to miss the cut this week. I faded him. 209 Eastern. Although, you notice, I didn't bring him up with Ballinger on Wednesday because Ballinger, he didn't really reference him as far as, like, a pick, but he referenced him in a group of names of about four or five guys that should be hovering. So as soon as I heard that, I thought, oh, man, let me not push the issue here, and I'll just slow down and move to somebody else. But we have some guys that are still teeing off. Would you like to be the last group? You've played golf. I don't know. I I feel like being in the last group, you know the course is going to be beat up a little bit more, but not by much. And at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of pressure that's off you at that point. 2.42 is one of the best times in the day to tee off, especially when it's cool out and it can warm up a little bit in like that 11 to 1. Bryson, for those of you waiting... And he's probably going to be, outside of Tiger Woods, I imagine, eyes on Bryson to see what he can do. He is a 1.47 p.m. Eastern time. Ricky Fowler, my goodness. I can't believe that they let Ricky Fowler in this event. Really. I can't believe that Ricky Fowler hasn't been relegated in some sort. The fact that he, you can, people, here's another thing, right? Who's betting on Ricky Fowler? Who placed a bet unless it's to miss the cut, all right? If you want to fade Fowler, that's great. Go ahead and do it. But who in their right mind would place any positive bet on Ricky Fowler? That's the thing. Like, if you are a book, if you're somebody who is taking bets, why would you even have the opportunity knowing that it would all pay out for him to miss the cut or fade in that regard? It's going to be a bad outing. I can feel it already, just a bad outing. Let's see if anybody has truly played themselves out so far a big name of course jordan spieth is two over through three that might be tough to overcome again we're probably going to hover around eight nine under for the winner this is going to be a tough day for a lot of people we'll see if scheffler or somebody can extend it 
but I can't imagine that you're going to see the winner in 15, 16 under cruising, even if it's a tight one where there are other people around him simply cruising. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We've got the stream up live for you to watch as well. And it's all on the level here, folks, at least from the visual standpoint. If not, then we'll get a letter and we'll get bounced off the visual. Good news is that we can't get in trouble on the radio because all we're doing is just playing me. Fake news next with Ron Culver here on SportsMap Radio. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. All right. So, what's your record been this week? I think I'm undefeated. You've got it. You've gotten it right I think every I'm day. I'm unlimited. You're unlimited. All right. I well, think, you know I what? Think I am, man. I'm. Oh, no, uh, wait. I feel like today. I think I'm three, two, and one. Two and one. I yes. think today. I mean, today you should go three and one because I think today I gave you the biggest gimme ever. Whatever you say that. No, there's I, usually I know this some one, sort of technicality that you. There's no me technicality. I'm just. I think. I, I've given you the biggest gimme of the week today. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's Thursday. We can see the weekend from here, and that's you know that's good enough, right? Or you just forgot about the segment. No, I didn't forget about the segment. <laughs> um, or I'm just, uh, I changed it up a little bit because I feel bad that you don't have five bucks. Well, you shouldn't anymore because thank you to the great people at one of the publications you being, I write for. We have a stream up. Are you being flooded with? Uh, streams now? No, I, I not yet, but I should put that out. You know, seriously, that's a great idea to let people know, hey, you can not only watch me, but the stream. What the hell was I doing? I should have tweeted that. I'm sorry. Go, you, you may continue. This is your segment. I'm sorry. All right. So we'll start with fake news. Fake story number one. The filming of Gone Girl had to shut down for four days because Ben Affleck refused to wear a Yankees hat. Oh, my goodness. Really? Really. There's nothing about Ben Affleck that I find redeeming. Like, Ben Affleck might be the most overrated person to ever walk on screen. Not a good actor. Terrible actor. But this one you might... This, no, this because he's a, isn't he a Boston guy? Yes. So, yeah, so I hate a Boston fan more than a New York fan. But do you, don't you find a little respect in the fact that he wouldn't put on a Yankee hat being a Red Sox fan? Well, first off, I don't believe this story. That he to be held true. to his principles? I don't believe this story to be true. I believe that he's a whining little baby that wanted to have his way or the highway and, and had a fit. That's how I take this story. I don't take this story as any moment of bravery. I take this as a spoiled brat not getting his way and therefore throwing a fit. Boy, I hope this story is fake. Man, really. What's story number two? Story number two. Are you an Affleck fan? You, you sound like you might be. Based I on might your... be. We yeah. don't know yet. we got to wait and see how the rest of these stories Look, pan it's, out. It's not like I gave you my true thoughts on Will Ferrell. It's only Ben Affleck. Oh, don't, just, you know, don't besmirch, besmirch the name of Will Ferrell. I'm just saying. It's only William Affleck who S. I went after. Ferrell. I don't think his middle name is S, but we're going to go William S. Ferrell. What's Murrow? Edward R.? Murrow? Edward R. Morrow? Edward R. Murrow, yeah. Okay. Will R. Farrell? No, that's, see, that's, uh, that's a mouthful. We can't go there. 
<laughs> Maybe it's like Brady, William Thomas, Thomas Farrell. Yes, I like that. Okay, story one. Story number two. John Gruden is the latest coach to come down with coronavirus, according to his assistant coach, Rich Bisaccia. Or Bisaccia. Wait, what? So John Gruden is the latest coach to right. come down with coronavirus. You're right, but this, this is a report that's coming out from his assistant head coach, Rich Bisaccia, who's also the uh, special teams coordinator. So he he released the news. Is that what the story is? Yes, he's released. He released the news that John Gruden has coronavirus. Well, we just spoke with another John. 50 minutes ago McMullen. with John McMullen. Yeah, and that never came up. I know. And I specifically asked him about coaches opting out, and he didn't bring up Mc, um, Gruden? the other guy. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't think he's going to opt out. It's Gruden. No, but wouldn't you think that in giving an example of somebody or at least in answering a general question about coaches opting out, that McMullen would reference Gruden? another coach has got come down with COVID? You would think, but he did it. Well, McMullen's a sharp guy. That's where I think there's a little... All right, I'm going to withhold judgment until the third story, but uh, so I don't story know. Story number don't three. Know if I buy into that one yet. A screening of Kindergarten Cop in Oregon has been pulled yep. from a film festival. Now, I know this to be true because... For I... romanticizing over-policing children. This is where we are right now, and, and look... And not only that, and I hope you've seen this movie, but it's also being compared to Birth of a Nation. Yes, I have seen it. The original, is, not not the remake right. crap that they right. did. The, the original version. The original, and Gone with the Wind as well, I saw it. Yes. Compared to, right. This is, uh, unfortunately, this is actually a true story. I know this because I woke up and I saw, kin- I, saw I actually put a picture out there because Twitter's algorithm messed up. And in the What's Happening section, it said, trending in United States Portland Trailblazers or Kindergarten Cop, and then underneath it, sometimes it'll give you like the tag. Right. And it was Blazers Rockets. And I was like, what? Because Portland, Portland, that's why yeah. the two. Yep. This, this is a ridiculous story. Honestly, I, I understand. Look, I get the need for no, conversation. You don't. No, you don't. Not, not in this. No, no, no. No, no, no. I was going to say, I get the need in general to have okay. conversations get, about I, things that I'm are with problematic. You there. Kindergarten cop is not problematic. It's well, not. I mean, it's problematic for other reasons, not for you know over policing children or romanticizing over policing of children. No, correct. But I will say, kindergarten it's a, cop not a tumor is one of. If you were to give me a Mount Rushmore, all right, let's do this. Of Schwarzenegger movies, I'm telling you, kindergarten <laughs> cop is on there. Maybe you know you might be right. Story two's fake. Twin, I could see twins that is number one. Twin, I could see that whiny brat up in Boston complaining. Of, I don't want to wear a Yankees hat. So I'm going to say story two's fake. You're right. Story two is fake. You really sound upset that I've insulted Ben Affleck, and now I feel bad. We might have to get into that. Ben Affleck's uh, Mount Rushmore movies next. to the second level on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage home loans that fit your life rocket can from the o'reilly auto parts studios with way more than the scores here's Aton shander
So the actual fake story was number two. And Ron, who is pulling this clip because it's amazing how uncanny the resemblance is from what happened with John Gruden to something right out of The Office, the show The Office. John Gruden told his assistant coach in a Zoom meeting to tell his players that he has coronavirus so it can be proven to the team in case they weren't taking it seriously. It can be proven to the team that anybody can get it at any time and you have to prepare for the worst and expect the best. But if you get the worst, this is how you deal with it. And you can draw any other analogy you want, but this is ridiculous. It's over the top. I and mean, you can have conversations about the severity of coronavirus and the importance of players now who are a brand, not only individually, but together when they come back and are part of a team and are part of a bigger thing in this league, returning and succeeding, knowing that there's going to be punishment coming down for violating some rules. You can make this a very serious conversation without having to go to that level of an extreme. And it immediately, because at first I didn't realize this. I never know where Ron pulls these stories from, the fake ones, of course. The real one that we got at the end about kindergarten cop is just shameful. And and the fact that that's even a conversation in life is almost as absurd as folks like Matt Peralt demanding that we pay the $5 to watch this ESPN Plus manufactured price gouging of the first round of the PGA Championship. But... In the case here of what Gruden did, it wasn't even something that Ron created. It wasn't something that Ron pulled from like an onion story and then kind of shifted a detail or two. This is real life. This is wait, but what's what was fake about it though? That John Gruden provided the fake news for us. Okay, so it that John Gruden in fact does not have coronavirus. So his lie. His was lie the was the fake news. But technically, it's a real story, isn't it? And no, technically, it is a real story, but I wanted to give him the credit for faking, uh, for faking, faking the out. news today. Exactly right. Exactly right. And it immediately, I'll, I'll let you hear this clip in a second, but you were right in what you said in the break, and hopefully everybody's paying attention in the break, even though we n- don't normally run the PGA Championship first round on our stream, twitch.tv slash Show, But... In the break, you also get to hear all the conversations. They're all PG, so you don't have to worry about that. Any kids out there listening and all. Ron mentioned how it's like right out of the office. This is a Michael Scott thing completely out of the office. And immediately what I thought of, and for those of you who know the show, there was actually a clip of whenever they introduced Dwight in the beginning of the office as far as the opening credits, he's blowtorching a door handle. So... (laughs) It exactly reminded me of this ridiculous extreme that Dwight Schrute went to in the office to fireproof the office and then create the awareness of a fire drill by making it ridiculously impossible to get out and only follow the specific orders. And then if you've seen it, we'll let you hear how Dwight describes why then the motivation of what he did. But if you've seen that scene itself then you know that it's just typical office chaos. And, and I could see that too, right? Like, here's this assistant coach trying to come out in a cool, calm, collective manner and say, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. He's okay, but John Gruden has coronavirus. Now, here's another thing too. That's not something you joke about. 
There are plenty of people who have lost their lives, who have had damage, and we don't know how the long-term damage, we, we just don't know. That's a scary thing to come back with a positive result of COVID-19. And before we even go any further with the humoristic standpoint and poke fun at how ridiculously absurd this is, from an awful standpoint, it should be brought up as well. Why joke or, or play around like this? This isn't a need to do some active shooter drill in a middle school. This is something that you can have an honest adult conversation about without having to go the lengths of trying to fool your players or scare them straight. This isn't taking an eighth grader to a prison, a local jail, to scare them straight so that they start to smarten up. You can have an intelligent conversation without faking the coronavirus, but he went full Dwight Schrute. (laughs) Here is that clip for those of you who don't remember or maybe haven't seen it. The reason why, and it's one of the most iconic openers that the office has ever had, Dwight Schrute explaining the fire drill. This is similar. This is right out of the John Gruden book. Last week, I gave a fire safety talk, and nobody paid any attention. It's my own fault for using PowerPoint. PowerPoint is boring. People learn in lots of different ways, but experience is the best teacher. Today, smoking is going to save lives. That's that point. I had, to, I had to say that last line. That's Thank so you. funny. Thank you for catching that. At that point, he has the lit cigarette, and he throws it into a wastebasket that starts the fire in the first place. Yep. Now, can't you see John Gruden thinking? Like, I guarantee you, Gruden probably had a Zoom meeting last week in which half the guys in there were you know, looking away or on their phones. And Hey, man, you know, I tell you what, this coronavirus, man, I tell you what, this is serious stuff, man. I tell you what. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, coach, whatever, whatever. So he went full shroot to bring them on back. It's amazing. (laughs) I don't know if you would find anything closer to life imitating art than that right now with John Gruden. Unbelievable. I missed that story entirely. And shame on John McMullen for not bringing it. You could tell that McMullen was preoccupied for not bringing it. How do you not bring that up when I ask him about coaches opting out? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Gruden's not opting out. No, but it would be... (laughs) It would Around be there, I guess. Yeah. I guess because it's so dumb that you don't you don't want to hear it. That's true. John McMullen is not an LCD guy. Yeah, you know, we bring on smart people. We bring on people that are way too smart for this show. Yeah, that's probably that's the issue. <laughs> that's probably our biggest issue, right? Outside so, of Harry I mean, Mays, here's I don't just, know. If, oh, here's just one headline. It says Raiders coaching staff sends warning to players by pretending John Gruden was hospitalized due to coronavirus. Hospitalized. The Raiders. How? The Raiders' intention was to prove that anybody could contact the virus, and that every player has to be ready to play because the pandemic does not discriminate. This is one of the dumbest things you can do to bring awareness to a serious issue. Just because something is serious doesn't mean that every single way to bring attention to it is valid. My goodness, after hearing that headline, I'm even more ridiculously enraged at this. Hospitalized? Think about what, first off, you just don't joke about something like this. And yes, it's looked at more so as taking it lighter than serious. What a mess. What an absolute mess. And then think about it. How long do you think it was? And what did John Gruden just pop up 
like Alice in the out middle of, a, of the Brady of Bunch open? You know, you know what was? Uh, you remember the scene from uh, Ricky Bobby? I Tell didn't it watch again. That. You've never. Oh God, well, that's right. You have a thing about Will Ferrell. I, it's look, so I don't weird. make it public like I do with Ben Affleck. All right. Well, there's this scene where Ricky Bobby. You know, he's been down on his luck. Is finally coming back to race. This is his first his first race back, right? And so the crew, his crew, gets together and go, "Hey, you know, we were up all night working on this car, and I can't remember the guy's name, but it's played by Jack uh, Jack Brayer yes. or Jack McBrayer. Yes. And uh, they, I can't remember his character's name, so I'm just calling him Johnny. It's like, yeah, Johnny didn't make it. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, Johnny's dead, but he said he wants you to win this one for him. And then Will Ferrell looks over, and Johnny pokes his head around the corner. That's what I picture Gruden did, right? He's on this Zoom meeting and he just kind of pokes his head around the corner, like, "Hey, do they care? Right? Do they care? Do we? How long? Much more longer do we roll with this? How many people spoke up after that? Seriously? What? Oh man, that sucks. Coach got it, or they're like, "Yeah, right. Who cares?" This is so problematic in so many different ways, from a comedic standpoint to a just "what are you thinking" standpoint. My goodness. See, if it weren't for fake news, I never would have even caught this. Where was this? Where did you see this? Was it PFT? Yeah. Me, Florio has me blocked on Twitter, so maybe I missed it that way. <laughs> maybe it's there. Yeah. No, it's there. Mike, uh, Mike uh, Garofalo. Oh, okay. Uh, he was Philly the one who guy. tweeted out. Garofalo got his start here in, in Philadelphia yeah. radio. He was the one who tweeted out the story. He Garofalo does make. He, he does. Name, uh, Garofalo, sorry. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, you know what, Garofalo, Garofalo? I stick up for the Philly guy. No, no, I get it. But, you know, it's like the same spelling as Janine, isn't it? And she's Garofalo? Or is it she have two R's in her name? I think, I don't know how she spells her name. Is it Garofalo? She's Garofalo. Well, it's the whole And he's Garofalo. Do you know that there is a Like Smith and Smythe. Smith and Smythe, yes, but Smith doesn't usually have a Y in it. Smythe does. And Smith usually doesn't have an E at the end of it, right? All right, okay, how about this? It's like Reed and Red. Okay, I'll give you that. Lead uh, and a, Lead. From a town standpoint, do you know this? There is a place in Tennessee called Lafayette. Everywhere Lafayette? Else, no, it's called Lafayette. Everywhere else in the planet, it's pronounced Lafayette. But yeah. in Tennessee, well, I guarantee you, Tony knows where it is because I lived in Nashville. And I bet he does too. It's, so too. what? Are they, it's not Lafayette. No, I'm telling Lafayette. You, yeah, real quick before we break, real quick, I was a producer down in Nashville on a news talk radio, and I was also the morning sports anchor. So I field calls and put them up for the news talk show in the morning. And as soon as people heard my accent, New York, you know, Philadelphia, they would mess with me. So. Every now and again, I'd get names that I couldn't pronounce, and I'd put them up there. Ah, you know. But there was one town that upset a ton of people because there was this guy who called from what I thought was Lafayette because, hey, Lehigh, Lafayette, two big colleges up here in areas in Philadelphia, PA technically. Whenever you see that word, Lafayette, you pronounce it Lafayette. In this case, it's Lafayette. And I put Lafayette. Uh, and I said, all right, next is uh, Rick, because I would announce the name and call it. Next up is Rick from Lafayette. That was the rest of the, the rest of the show, people calling up. Get this guy out of here. Get him back to New York. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, all because I didn't know how to pronounce a city that normally is pronounced one way or the other. So maybe, maybe you might be onto something. Maybe Garofalo is the real pronunciation. I don't know. I don't know. We'll wrap the hour next year on the second level. 
Dealing with the root of the issues. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, brother. One for the road. You had something you guys were talking about yeah, earlier today, right? We did, and I think it's a perfect way to end the show. Okay, you know, yesterday I told you about the Who's the Boss reboot. Yeah, unfortunately, it's real. Yeah, unfortunately, that was not a fake news story that they actually are making it. But that got Tony and I were talking about it earlier, and it got us thinking: What '80s sitcom would you want to be rebooted? So that you would see what is going on thirty years later. Okay, so help me out here. Is is this a reboot meaning? Reboot means or not a sequel? reboot, not a reboot, a sequel, like a, a continuation. Yeah, continuation of the story. Where are they now? Colon show. Correct. Hmm. How about small wonder and see what happens? Ooh, we didn't come up with that one. That would have been a good one, right? Uh, what we wanted Vicky's, was what's Vicky gonna? She's a machine. She doesn't age. Well, she's still got to be a kid. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's got to be a kid. The kids are all old. I wouldn't mind seeing that. See, so yeah, we uh, we thought Silver Spoons, not bad, but we know who Ricky Schroeder is now. No, I know, but we but the only way you can have Silver Spoons continuation or thirty years later, Alfonso Ribeiro and uh, Jason Bateman have to make appearances. Fair enough. Now, that, now of, you're in, right? Aaron Gray. I'm in. She's still okay. looking good, right? I, I'm in now. Actually, I I was going to throw that out the window, but I'm actually in on Silver Spoons. Speaking of these types of shows being brought back. Did you see that Mark Paul Gossler has a new thing out? Zack to the Future? Where what? he's apparently going to sit. This is a one for the road for you. Where he's apparently going to sit and watch old Saved by the Bell episodes and live stream him talking about that. I don't want any part of that. I'd rather we, we, pay we five bucks for the ESPN Plus then hit my head against the wall watching that. Would you pay five bucks not to have yes. that aired in yeah. your household? I'd pay 50 bucks a day. Who do I make the check out to? Seriously. Now, I have heard rumors that they they might be moving forward with the uh, Saved by the Bell reboot. I think we talked about it, too. Yes, the Saved by the Bell reboot, I think, is or, in the works. Or sequel or whatever, sequel, where right. Zach is the teacher or principal. Correct. But in this case, he's got this visual podcast show of him watching those episodes. Okay, so another They have 80s- a TV show like that right now called uh like Sitting with Stars or a Celebrity Watch Party. That's what it's called. Yeah, I, look, and you nothing- can watch it and you're watching clips of TV shows or or you know things that you've seen and the celebrities are watching it and commenting it. And when I say celebrity, I'm using that very sure, loosely. Sure. Lark Voorhees commenting on Saved by the Bell doesn't necessarily constitute as major celebrity. Although, when I was watching it, they had Steve Wozniak on there. You you know who that is, right? Yeah, the Woz. Yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) He has the best Apple story ever. When uh, he went in to buy something from an Apple store once, uh, somebody asked him, you know, he says, I would like to use my uh, employee discount. And he goes, oh, what's your your employee number? And he goes, one. Amazing. He nope, not even Jobs, huh? Him? Well, Jobs is dead. Well, I know, but he didn't Jobs he have a number a, at one point? Well, Jobs may have. He might have been two. Well, didn't he? Well, no, he might have been. Yeah. So Wozniak moved up. Wozniak moved up. Unbelievable. I wonder who moved up from three to two at that point. All right, we're back on a Friday. Matt Peralt, 
should be streaming and sharing his $5 ESPN Plus account with you coming up next. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. All right. So, what's your record been this week? I think I'm undefeated. You've got it. You've gotten it right every I'm day. I'm unlimited. You're unlimited. All right. I well, think, you know I what? Think I am, man. I'm. Oh, no, uh, wait. I feel like today. I think I'm three, two, and one. Two and one. I yes. think today. I mean, today you should go three and one because I think. Today I gave you the biggest gimme ever. Whatever you say that, no, there's I, usually I know this some one, sort of technicality that you. There's no me technicality. I'm just. I think I, I'm giving you the biggest gimme of the week today. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's Thursday. We can see the weekend from here, and that's you know that's good enough, right? Or you just forgot about the segment. No, I didn't forget about the segment. Um, or I'm just uh, I changed it up a little bit because I feel bad that you don't have five bucks. Well, you shouldn't anymore because thank you to the great people at one of the publications you being, I write for. We have a stream up. Are you being flooded with uh, streams now? No, I, I not yet, but I should put that out. You know, seriously, that's a great idea to let people know, hey, you can not only watch me, but the stream. What the hell was I doing? I should have tweeted that. I'm sorry. Go, you, you may continue. This is your segment. I'm sorry. All right. So we'll start with fake news. Fake story number one. The filming of Gone Girl had to shut down for four days because Ben Affleck refused to wear a Yankees hat. Oh, my goodness. Really? Really. There's nothing about Ben Affleck that I find redeeming. Like Ben Affleck might be the most overrated person to ever walk on screen. Not a good actor. Terrible actor. But this one you might. This, no, this because he's a, isn't he a Boston guy? Yes. Say so, yeah. So I hate a Boston fan more than a New York fan. But do you, don't you find a little respect in the fact that he wouldn't put on a Yankee hat being a Red Sox fan? Well, first off, I don't believe this story. That he held true. to his principles. I don't believe this story to be true. I believe that he's a whining little baby that wanted to have his way or the highway and, and had a fit. That's how I take this story. I don't take this story as any moment of bravery. I take this as a spoiled brat not getting his way and therefore throwing a fit. Boy, I hope this story is fake. Man, really. What's story number two? Story number two. Are you an Affleck fan? You, you sound like you might be. Based I on might your, be. We yeah. don't know yet. we got to wait and see how the rest of these stories Look, pan it's, out. It's not like I gave you my true thoughts on Will Ferrell. It's only Ben Affleck. Oh, don't, this, you know, don't besmirch, besmirch the name of Will Ferrell. I'm just saying. It's only William Affleck who I S. went after. Ferrell. I don't think his middle name is S, but we're going to go William S. Farrell. What's Murrow? Edward R.? Murrow? Edward R. Morrow? Edward R. Murrow, yeah. Okay. Will R. Farrell? No, that's see, that's uh, that's a mouthful. We can't go there. <laughs> Maybe it's like Brady, William Thomas, Thomas Farrell. Yes, I like that. Okay, story one. Story number two. John Gruden is the latest coach to come down with coronavirus, according to his assistant coach, Rich Bisaccia. Or Bisaccia. Wait, what? 
So John Gruden is the latest coach to right. come down with coronavirus. You're right. But this, this is a report that's coming out from his assistant head coach, Rich Bisaccia, who's also the uh, special teams coordinator. So he he released the news? Is that what the story is? Yes, he's really, he released the news that John Gruden has coronavirus. Well, we just spoke with another John 50 minutes ago McMullen. with John McMullen, yeah, and that never came up. I know. And I specifically asked him about coaches opting out, and he didn't bring up Mc, um, Gruden? the other guy. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't think he's going to opt out. It's Gruden. No, but wouldn't you think that in giving an example of somebody, or at least in answering a general question about coaches opting out, that McMullen would reference Gruden? another coach has got come down with COVID? You would think, but he did it. Well, McMullen's a sharp guy. That's where I think there's a little... All right, I'm going to withhold judgment until the third story, but uh, so I don't story know. Story number don't three. I not buy into that one yet. A screening of Kindergarten Cop in Oregon has been pulled from yep. a film festival. Now, I know this to be true because... For I... romanticizing over-policing children. This is where we are right now, and, and look... And not only that, and I hope you've seen this movie, but it's also being compared to Birth of a Nation. Yes, I have seen it. The original, is, not not the remake right. crap that they right. did. The, the original version. The original, and Gone with the Wind as well, I saw it. Yes. Compared to, right. This is, uh, unfortunately, this is actually a true story. I know this because I woke up and I saw, kin- I, saw I actually put a picture out there because Twitter's algorithm messed up, and in the What's Happening section... It said, trending in United States, Portland Trailblazers, or Kindergarten Cop, and then underneath it, sometimes it'll give you, like, the tag. Right. And it was Blazers Rockets. And I was like, what? Because Portland, Portland, that's why yeah. the two. Yep. <laughs> this, this is a ridiculous story. Honestly, I, I understand. Look, I get the need for no, conversation. You no, you don't. Not, not in this. No, no, no. No, no, no. I was going to say, I get the need in general to have okay. conversations get, about I, things that I'm are problematic. Kindergarten cop is not problematic. It's well, not. I mean, it's problematic for other reasons, not for you know, over-policing children or romanticizing over-policing of children. No, correct. But I will say, kindergarten a, cop not a tumor. is one of, if you were to give me a Mount Rushmore. All right, let's do this. Schwarzenegger movies? I'm telling you, Kindergarten <laughs> Cop is on there. Maybe. He, you know what? You might be right. Story two is fake. Twin, I could see twins that is number one. Twin, I could see that whiny brat up in Boston complaining. Of, I don't want to wear a Yankees hat. So I'm going to say Story two is fake. You're right. Story two is fake. You really sound upset that I've insulted Ben Affleck, and now I feel bad. We might have to get into that. Ben Affleck's uh, Mount Rushmore movies next.